Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hi there, guys. Uh, welcome to this episode of Geek Thyself. Hi, everyone. Uh, hopefully, this episode will be informative, if not a little gross. Eh. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, we, well, I was looking at the sort of the UK news and I got things a little bit mixed up. So, uh, in the UK, there was a confirmed outbreak of monkeypox, mm-hmm. and this was uh, a couple months ago, so it's it's been circulating on social media and, and in the news and all that kind of thing so you might have seen it uh, already at this point uh, but uh, there were some other sort of news um, coverage about the potential about smallpox being mm-hmm. a, a problem or if you already have the vaccine for smallpox what does it mean uh, and uh, for one I was worried that smallpox is actually not eradicated <laughs> anymore uh, that's not true luckily um, that's great. We don't need that back. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, it's smallpox has basically been eradicated in first world countries yeah, because of all the vaccinations and everything. But there's a lot of third world countries where it hasn't necessarily been completely gotten rid of. Although it is mostly gone. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they certified the global eradication of the disease in 1980. But um, all that really means is that it's there's been a reduction of the infectious diseases prevalence in the global host population to zero. So it means they didn't currently have any cases. Um, however, it is not impossible for it to pop up again, especially if people uh, aren't careful and or get access to things that are carrying smallpox in terms of like the virus having survived for a while yeah uh there are definitely like still samples and stuff Mm -hmm. that are being tested on which is terrifying but anyway uh so just so i i was concerned that that was a problem but no uh, monkeypox is the actual sort of outbreak that's happening right now Mm -hmm. uh which is not fun but not (laughs) as big of a as a risk to, to, to mortality, I suppose. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, for anyone who's wondering why smallpox and monkeypox, A, have similar names, and B, keep coming up in similar conversations, part of the reason is because they're both part of the same family of, or, sorry, family or genus. They're both part of the same, uh, double check my wording, it does matter they are both part of the same uh, genus of viruses which are the family or in the family poxviridae and um, it affects vertebrates including mammals and humans some arthropods so things like spiders serve as natural hosts and there's 12 different species in that particular genus that include things like smallpox, cowpox, horsepox, monkeypox. Not surprisingly, one of the characteristics of this particular uh, genus is that 
you develop poxes or, you know, the little pustules, basically the little sores um, mm-hmm. on your body. And for anyone who's less familiar with how the classifications work. That's um, me. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of um, sort of the organization of how things are related in the world of biology. So the order from biggest group to smallest group goes kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. So, for example, humans are Homo sapiens. We're actually technically Homo sapiens sapiens. But Homo sapiens, Homo is the name of our genus. Sapien is our species. That's our name. Um, And so, for example, um, like the domestic cat is part of the um, felis. Yeah. But... Uh, well, what is domestic cat? I should know this one. <laughs> I don't. I know. I'm, this I'm one. surprised. You, I'm surprised you don't know this my, one off the top of your head. My brain is blanking. To be perfectly honest, I should know this I one. I mean, that's. I mean, that is fair. But um, so cats are, as an example, um, Felis catus. Their genus is Felis. Not surprising. And their their full their species name is Felis catus, which defines which genus and their actual species so a full species name is usually your genus followed by some sort of specific identifier for which type of basically member of that genus you are so we've got felis catus um dogs are i think it starts with canis yeah canis familiaris so literally familiar canine Um, things like that. Whereas wolves are Canis lupus. That one I knew. <laughs> and for an example, a tiger, as I look it up to make sure I'm giving you the right name. So tigers are related to cats. They're in the same like family of Felidae, but they're distantly enough related that they're no longer in the same genus. So that kind of is a like easy example for people who are trying to figure out okay what is like how closely related are these things so the genus for tiger is panthera so they're panthera tigris or tigris i don't know exactly how you're supposed to say that um and a lot of larger cats are in the panthera family um and then or excuse me the panthera genus like uh lions jaguars tigers and then Felidae is like all the family of all felines. So anything oh. that is technically a feline or cat-like creature that so has like the right classification. Kind of yeah. yeah, panthers, tigers, jaguars, domestic cats, servals, um, uh, cheetahs, like all of those things fall into Felidae, the family. Right. And then as you keep going down, Panthera is the genus that houses some of the biggest of that family, things like the tiger, lion, jaguar, and leopard. Whereas like Felis tends to house more of the smaller members like house cats. And I'm trying to remember what else is in Felis. Um, yeah, this is all stuff that I uh, don't didn't know much about. <laughs> so yeah, it's so Felis is like domestic cats, but it's also mm-hmm. some of the smaller cats. 
like the small wild cats that are in Africa and parts of Europe and Indochina. So like domestic cats, and then there's a European wild cat. There's something called a jungle cat. So it's, Does it's, a meerkat count? No, meerkats are not felines. Then where are they... Never mind, that's not... This isn't the topic. That's not the topic. <laughs> but, like, short uh. version basically is being within the same genus is pretty closely related. So these particular okay. viruses, despite the fact that they are not the identically same virus, are very closely related, and that's why everyone keeps bringing both of them up. Mm. Because monkeypox, given that it is so similar and has some similar symptoms, has the potential to spread very far, cause a lot of problems, potentially get a lot of people sick, because since, as we know from history, smallpox was very easy to spread and caused a lot of death, monkeypox is also very easy to spread human to human if you have come into contact with someone who has it. Luckily, monkeypox is not as uh, fatal. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Smallpox... Uh, oh, yeah, it caused millions upon millions of deaths before it was, mm-hmm. quote, eradicated. And it was believed to have existed for about 3,000 years. And then in 1796 was the first vaccine that was developed by Edward Jenner. You've probably learnt about them at some point in the high school science. I know we touched on him very, very briefly, probably not mm-hmm. nearly as much as we should have done. Yeah, I think it's uh, one of those also, things that gets like mentioned in passing in a lot of history mm, books, but it's not necessarily yeah. gone over in depth in an average class. Yeah. Uh, as for the current uh, outbreak, uh, the World Health Organization have um, information about it on their website. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is from this is information from the first of January this year, uh, which is before the outbreak was. Um, uh, recorded. Uh, it was recorded in May, uh, and then this goes to the twenty second of June. So, um, and there's uh, fifty different countries or territories within Europe, uh, the Western Pacific, Eastern Mediterranean, uh, the Americas, and Africa, uh, with uh, some of the bigger countries uh, having um, like bigger uh, outbreaks. Uh, France has about three hundred. Germany about. 550, Ireland had 24, uh, Italy had 85, uh, Netherlands 167, Portugal had 320, Spain had 520, Switzerland had 45, the United States had 142 and Canada had 210. Mm-hmm. Um, Nigeria had 41 but one of those was a death uh, which is why I'm mentioning it and then the biggest uh, or the the, the most cases reported is in the United Kingdom at just shy of 800 when this was put out. So it was about 3,500 confirmed cases uh, just at the end of June. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the World Health Organization is just saying that uh, if you can get the smallpox vaccine uh, or if you haven't, if you've already have it, had it but haven't had it within the last couple of years, uh, getting uh, a renewed shot of it um, could uh, help in regards to uh, not catching monkeypox because, uh, like you said, they're very similar and and they are treated with the same vaccine. Yeah, unfortunately, they don't have enough information yet on, you know, percentages necessarily for Mm -hmm. how much the smallpox vaccine is going to protect you. 
if you've had it versus um yeah uh versus well, if, uh, virus but yeah they say if you've if you get if you have it again you've got a much higher chance but mm-hmm. if you've already had it in the past you will have some protection but as with all vaccines after a certain amount of time the effectiveness of them wears off like we've all kind of experienced with the the covid vaccines yeah um so yeah, and for um, anyone who's wondering, the monkeypox virus is so-called, it's not a misnomer, it actually is technically a pox virus that started with monkeys, similar to horsepox and cowpox, starting with horses mm-hmm. and cows, respectively. However, okay. it's what's referred to as a zoonotic virus. So anything that is zoonotic means that it can pass from one species to another. There's a lot of diseases that can't. Um COVID is actually an example of one that technically is zoonotic because they have found evidence of it in a few animals. Uh, but, which, uh, oh, sorry, sorry. But it's not as zoonotic as something like this. Or, um, or mad cow disease or right. blood flu. Both yeah. the, I was about just to add on to a couple of ones that have been in the news um, over the last a decade mm-hmm. or so bad cow disease very bad for, for us and so is bird flu although they're yeah. not uh, as prevalent right now uh, they but they do still come around yeah and yeah. unfortunately there so fortunately and unfortunately there's not a lot of zoonotic diseases um that are necessarily common for us to have to deal with in the world there's a lot of bacteria that can affect you know, various species across the board. However, in terms of actual zoonotic viral diseases that can pass from one person to another or one animal and creature to a human and things like that, there's not tons of them. There are certain parasites and bacteria that more commonly can pass across the barrier, but in terms of actual viruses, there's not that many. Um, However, unfortunately, a lot of the ones that can pass back and forth are rather strong in terms of the effects they have. They're not all fatal, but a lot of them tend to be ones that are unpleasant. Things like monkeypox. Um, I'd have to double check. I believe smallpox actually technically is a zoonotic one as well. And then there's also uh, um, things like uh, rabies. Rabies is an yeah, obvious, yeah. you know, very- How do we both forget rabies? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, uh, rabies is the, the massive one there, isn't it? Yeah, rabies um, is like one of the most well-known zoonotic diseases because it goes across so many different species barriers and mm-hmm. is particularly bad because it is fatal. <laughs> it is fatal and isn't tested for nearly as much as you would think for from like sort of doing like looking into it. Like, um, if like people die, rabies testing is not a high on that list of priorities or... It's, uh, to be fair, as someone who... It is rare. Well, not only that, but as someone who works in an industry where we actually have to keep an eye out for it, the symptoms Mm. are not necessarily incredibly obvious. Yeah. And unfortunately, one of the symptoms um, in humans and in in animals is that it has a neurological effect. So it, it starts to affect your mind and can, because of that cause neurological effects that might appear to be like a psychotic break or something like that in humans so just because the person is acting strangely and having issues it's not necessarily going to be obvious that it's something like rabies 
as opposed to just some other other mental psychosis issue, Um, Mm -hmm. which is why it's not necessarily the first thing tested for. The other unfortunate thing is that by the time you have symptoms... And this goes for every species. By the times you have, by the time you have symptoms, it's too late. Yeah, rabies is basically ninety nine point nine 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 percent fatal across yeah. the board in all species that it affects. The exceptions have been a couple of people who have been put into medically induced comas. Oh, really? Uh huh. And they, if I'm remembering correctly, I'd have to look it up, but they had to be in medically induced comas for like months. And then um, because of that, they were able to get through the worst of it. Part of the problem is that this is a simplified version of what happens, but it, it would take way too long and not be on topic. Not that this is to go over right now. Well, but part of the problem. It is slightly on top of it, yeah. Yeah, part of the problem is that one of the effects of rabies is that it gives you an incredibly high fever um, towards the end, and that's part of why it starts affecting your brain and causing so many neurological issues is the severe fever. And that severe fever, for I I don't like this term necessarily, but it's one that people kind of, it's a visual. The fever is so high and affecting the brain and it can essentially start to cook your brain. Oh wow. Not not literally obviously, but, but basically it starts basically to have basically short out kind yeah, of. It starts to have the effect of like that much heat causing negative effects on your brain. And so that's one of the reasons so, why it's fatal, but it's also one of the reasons it makes people go a little crazy when they're dealing with it at the end because their brain is being affected so heavily and it damages it. And the medically induced coma has worked because they were able to put them in a coma and then treat them with medications and IVs and things over safely a long period of time. over yeah. a long period of time in order to try to help the person get through the fever. So for, for like a better sort of like term, would it almost be like having a heat stroke internally? Uh, like... Kind of. I'd, I'd like to, I, I don't know. Anyway, this is this is way off topic, but it's really mm-hmm. interesting. Now, what I was just going to say is that monkeypox is, uh, unlike COVID, it's not an airborne or pathogen uh, virus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, physical contact is the big concern with, with monkeypox. So if you... Uh, or... or I suppose if someone directly sneezes on you or coughs like directly on you, um, but uh, the the viral strains don't survive quite as long as COVID ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also, if it's uh, from an animal, if you touch its fur, skin, or blood, or uh, any of the any of those sort of infection points, that could be a problem. And as for symptoms, uh, high temperature, headache, muscle aches. Backache, swollen glands, swiv- uh, shivering and chills, exhaustion and joint pain. So, uh, yeah, and while it's very uncomfortable and it lasts for about a week, uh, it's not nearly as fatal as smallpox is. Thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a fair point uh, for us to jump into our mid-roll and then we can come back and maybe talk a, bit, a little bit more about the, the vaccine process in general. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So, all right, we'll be back in just a sec. All right, everyone, welcome to the mid roll. So, like usual, I want to talk about World Anvil. 
For anyone who hasn't checked out World Anvil yet, I can't stress enough that you really should go to worldanvil.com and see what it's all about. It is the most robust and complete campaign management and world building software that currently exists out there. There's so many things you can do with it. You can link characters, you can create a map of your world, you can create a timeline for your world, and it's a great tool either for game masters or for authors who are creating a world with their stories and want to have a place for their audience to go read up on some of the details in the background and some of the things they've thought about. You can create articles about different gods, different people, different places. There's just so many things you can do. You can sign up for free at worldanvil.com and then if there's features they have available that you want access to that aren't part of the free membership, at that point you can sign up for a paid membership and join the guild. Can't help me. I just can't talk about them enough. They're so nice, such a great community, and so many constantly upgrading and changing and improving things that you can do with the site. WorldAnvil.com, we definitely recommend you check them out. All right. Uh, other people we love to work with, and I uh, think you should sort of check out the fine folks at Castle Die Hard at DieHardDice.com. Oh, sorry. And I decided I didn't want to work there. Anyway, uh, Die Hard Dice have uh, the most wonderful metal dice and resin dice and all the best accessories. We've talked about them so many, so many times. Uh, they have created their own moulds for their metal dice, which they are now using for their resin dice. And they have uh, other series that they have, like their Moonstones uh, dice, which are... Um, almost like translucent with uh, glitter in them, they're absolutely gorgeous. They have their multi-class dice which have uh, multiple uh, colours. They have their uh, Star Wars in uh, inspired Kyber series. Mm -hmm. They are always releasing new things. You can always find an amazing selection on Die Hard Dice uh, from Die Hard Dice and they have great accessories like their squad rolling, their pop-up dice trays. Uh, their little meeple characters, which we talked about before, I think they're absolutely adorable. I wish I had more games that needed like meeple tokens, so <laughs> I'd actually have a reason to get more of them. Um, they're absolutely wonderful. They got free shipping for the fine folks over in America land, and um, discounted shipping for uh, the the international folks like me and uh, uh, perhaps uh, whoever you are, <laughs> wherever you are, I should say. Wow, my brain. Post work, not good. Anyway, uh, uh, also if you use the code Nerdsmith, you can get ten uh, percent off your your next order with them. Uh, if you want to roll with the best, all you need to do is go to dieharddice.com. Uh, right. And uh, with all that being said, we're gonna hop right back into this uh, lovely question mark episode. Uh, get yourself. Mm -hmm. all, right. all right, everyone, welcome back. Peace. <laughs> oh. Okay, so, uh, like I said, uh, I, I have uh, some slightly uh, more sort of um, numbers uh, from uh, uh, from this outbreak. Wow, my brain has just decided it doesn't want to do anything. Okay. Um, for like confirmed cases from the fourth of May to the present, so uh, including the next couple of, uh, the the couple of months from the from the start of um, the World Health Organization's um, report, there have been uh, thirty two thousand confirmed cases, and uh, another five thousand uh, suspected cases, with one hundred and eleven uh, deaths, um, with. Uh, 
most of them being in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, um, with a 93, and then there's been one in Peru, India, Ghana, Ecuador, two in Brazil, uh, two in Spain, uh, two in Central African Republic, and then three in the Republic of the Congo. Uh, so most of the deaths are in African countries, which is... Uh, I don't want to say not surprising, because that sounds really insensitive. Uh, well, I more mean, expected, I think. Yeah, more expected is probably the best way to put it. Unfortunately, a lot of those countries, even if the entire country isn't like that, a lot of those countries have what would be considered more of a third world area, yeah. at least, yeah. if not the entire country. And also, in addition to that, there's the fact that it's monkeypox. There's mm. monkeys in Africa. <laughs> Yes. They're indigenous to Africa. They belong oh, there. Oh no. I saw Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Sorry. <laughs> Before um. we started recording, um Heather was looking uh through like some images of it and mentioned on Wikipedia. And and stuff. I totally forgot that um their monkeypox uh based on the name you do get uh, spots and sort of sores uh, around your body and that includes uh, genitalia mm-hmm. and Heather told me about this and I mm-hmm. said I haven't seen it so I don't have to remember it and now I was scrolling through just to, uh, to get those the, the newer numbers uh, and I totally forgot and now I've been scarred so just just <laughs> as a sort of thing just yeah, just be be aware that if you go on to yeah for um, a, for anyone who is wikis. not comfortable with more graphic medical images, yeah. oh, I dear. would recommend that you not look Google it. up monkeypox or smallpox. Many the of the many of the images for both can be very depressing because you get images of, in particular, of small children just covered absolutely covered head to toe in poxes and there's also some images of things that are unfortunate such as genitalia with pox marks Mm. on them which Mm. not everyone is going to be comfortable looking at i personally am not particularly bothered by it courtesy of working in the medical field however there are a lot of people who don't fall into that category and if you are one of them and don't want to see it i would recommend you not look it up yeah uh, I, it's not like like it's it's very it's not very fun to look at, but I'm not like recoiling from it. I just mm-hmm. um, I feel very sorry for the people. That's all. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. But so yeah, like we said, like that similar kind of um, uh, symptoms, uh, especially like the, the spots and mm-hmm. the fevers, and so, yeah, uh, but. As for keeping it with yourself, um, don't be around people. Specifically, don't touch people. Don't touch clothes and like sheets and anything that that mm-hmm. person is going to be using. Uh, that person, just yeah, um, don't touch those specific things because that is how you're more likely to yeah. to trend. It's trend to transmit it if you have a family member who has it. Or, yeah, coming into contact yeah. with the. the f- in particular with the fluid that comes out of the small pustules is um or small poxes i guess technically mm-hmm. you would call them is yep. m- what's going to pass it on to you so you need to be careful not to come into contact with that liquid 
uh, for obvious reasons, that's what's going to pass it back and forth. Similarly, if you happen to have been infected or if you are worried you're exposed or you have something that pops up on your body that you're concerned might be, uh, definitely it would be recommended to contact your doctor, but also try to avoid letting that come into contact with objects that other people may have to touch or with other people in general because <clears throat> that will help prevent it from spreading if it does happen to be the monkeypox. Um, that being said, most of the people who have been exposed are going to be people who've come, come into contact with someone that traveled recently, at least here in the U.S. I don't know about it. All the other countries are going to be different. I know there's evidence that uh, one of the outbreaks in Europe occurred because of a rave that someone went to a rave they probably didn't even know they had it but they mm -hmm. had uh likely spread it from there uh yeah uh, i i'm not really one for raves but i know that personal space isn't something that exists mm -hmm. correct <laughs> oh dear Yeah, and there's certain uh, things that make the likelihood of transmission higher. Things like close contact, especially sexual contact, uh, definitely have a higher rate of transmission from person to person, mm -hmm. especially because in monkeypox in particular, it is known to cause these b lumps and bumps on genitalia areas. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, especially if that's like where your very first pox shows up, depending on where it's located, you're not necessarily going to notice it right away. No. Uh, I mean, you could notice, um, speaking as, as, a, as a man, you do get uh, odd bumps and things around there, and sometimes uh, they are just annoying spots or bites if you're really unlucky, so you might not realize what it is, and by that point it's too late. Mm -hmm. uh, in regards to if you're intimate with someone <laughs> correct right. uh, yeah yeah um i would also <sighs> say if there's uh anyone listening who has um what is it the tritrichophobia where you don't like little holes little holes yeah i would definitely recommend caution when looking up information um mm. the way the poxes work is that once they've ruptured it scars down to form almost a tiny crater. Yeah. And so for, if you happen to Google and find images of people who've been severely infected and, you know, now have lots of scars, those scars might, for some people, be similar enough to small holes to trigger your triatrichophobia. Yeah. So just be cautious um, if you're searching for those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm trying to go through. I've got way too many things open. Uh, we've looked at monkeypox. We've looked at the similarities. Yes. Uh, we've talked about Edward Jenner, who was mm -hmm. uh, the sort of leading pioneer into developing the actual vaccine. There were efforts to subdue it beforehand, but in less medical sort of terms and. Um, uh, yeah, uh, because obviously it's been around for, or it had been around for a, a long, long time. So Yeah. Um, and then one thing to keep in mind, too, if you're going about your daily life, if, even if you haven't seen any of the 
poxes on yourself. Um, it typically or typically presents clinically with things like a fever, a rash, and swollen lymph nodes. So essentially, if you start having cold symptoms, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but if you start having cold symptoms and you're concerned you may have been exposed due to travel recently or anything like mm -hmm. that, then you may want to just be extra cautious. Uh, again, especially if you've been to any parts of Africa recently. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, so if you if you feel like you've been exposed, feel uh, getting a vaccine uh, is obviously the, uh, the, the best thing to be doing. And if you think you're infected, uh, to keep yourself away from everyone else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then in, in terms of the actual... Uh, symptoms and incubation periods and things. So according to the World Health Organization, um, mm -hmm. and for anyone who's wondering, the World Health Organization has more experience with monkeypox simply because it has been not something that's been here in America. I don't know about in England. I know here in America, like the CDC has information on monkeypox, but if you want bigger statistics in terms of how it's affected other places in the world where they've dealt with it more, then the World Health Organization might be where you want to check. Um, so according to them, the incubation period for the onset of symptoms is usually between 6 and 13 days, but it can be all the way from 5 to 21 days. And there's usually two periods um, is how they break it up. They've got the invasion period, which is when you first start having symptoms and it's before you have any poxes. And the invasion period is usually 0 to 5 days. And it's when you have a fever, headache, uh, lymphadenopathy, which is swelling of the lymph nodes, back pain, myalgia, which is muscle aches, and sometimes um, an intense um, asthenia or lack of energy. And in particular, um, the lymphadenopathy, the swollen lymph nodes, is something that's distinctive of monkeypox as opposed to things like smallpox and chickenpox. Uh, following the invasion period, you have the skin eruption which is usually one to three days after the appearance of a fever. The rash tends... That, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I know, and that's when the, the spots start to... Mm -hmm. uh, is that when they start to appear or is when they start to burst? It's when they start to appear. Okay. Um, the rash that forms, that becomes the, the bumps, tends to be more concentrated on places like the face and the extremities rather than your body. Um, so it usually affects the face in about 95% of cases and the palms of the hands and soles of the feet in about 75% of cases. It also can affect the mucous membranes in your mouth. So for instance, the inside of your cheeks and under your tongue and areas like that, even sometimes back towards your throat. And that's in about 70% of cases. The genitalia is affected in about 30% of cases. And the conjunctiva, which is the mucous membrane inside your eye, is affected in about 20 of percent of cases as well as the cornea itself so the the skin not not skin but basically the the outer layer of your eye now because of this this is something mm. that happens in smallpox too i know sorry um no that's fine i'm just <laughs> in smallpox one of the potential symptoms uh after you have it is blindness because of the conjunctiva and the cornea being affected, and that is the case also for monkeypox. It has the potential to affect your vision should it get in that location. And unfortunately, since it is known to affect your face, it's easy for it to spread to the eyes without you, even if you're careful. 
there's a chance that you could end up with some in your eyes. So just be careful, you know, like usual, like with chicken pox, try not to scratch, try not to spread the fluid. Cause if you spread the fluid, you're going to spread the rash more quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's like with any kind of thing, like if you irritate it, it might feel better for like the short term. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely going to make things worse. Yes. Um, and then, you know, like we mentioned earlier, it's definitely less fatal than some of the pox viruses, including smallpox. Um, it's not as fatal as smallpox was during its height, but it is still potentially fatal, though in a small percentage at the moment, it's usually around 3 to 6%, which is still not zero. So it is still recommended to be careful if you do happen to have all of those symptoms. They've also recently de- started developing some of the research they have from smallpox vaccines to use it towards monkeypox vaccines. Um, they sort of altered some of what they already had because they are from the same genus so they're very similar related like we mentioned earlier which is good in terms of this because it means that some of those smallpox vaccines didn't have to be modified too much in order to help with prevention of monkeypox um there's only one that's been approved currently for the prevention of monkeypox after being adjusted from smallpox but at least there's one out there and uh, like we already said, the, the smallpox uh, is still better. Uh, vaccine is still better than nothing at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, and that is something uh, that you should be able to find out from your healthcare provider. So if you're trying to figure out, have I been vaccinated for it? When was I vaccinated for it? Because if you're like me, you don't always remember every single vaccine that you get because there's just uh, so and, many and that kind of blurs together. And if you're my age, the the likelihood is that you probably weren't given it. Yeah, if you're young <laughs> enough, you may that, not have gotten it in the first place. Because if you were, or if you were sort of that age after it was uh, eradicated, uh, or at least declared eradicated, then there wouldn't be any reason for you to need it. Um, yeah, yeah. If you're young enough, then it's hit or miss whether you were given it, especially if you're in a first world country such as the UK or the United States, because in our countries, it pretty much was eradicated. Like. Yeah there's still potential for someone to have been infected if they came across like a sample of it that happened to be alive still um but somewhere the but likelihood for of the that most happening, yeah for the most yeah, part it, it's not you're not going to get it here yeah. and consequently not everyone's vaccinated for it anymore which also unfortunately does mean that if someone does get it there is the potential for it to spread and cause a major problem absolutely uh Uh, Beyond that, in terms of treatments and everything, so I think I've mentioned it before in some of our other episodes, but so viruses, the way they work is they basically attach themselves to your cells and trick your cells into creating more virus DNA. Um, And because of that, though, once you're infected with a virus, it very rarely is something that can be completely, like, it can't really be wiped from your system your body's always going to have at least the sort of antibodies from fighting it off, even even if you're able to get rid of it. And in most cases, viruses can't be gotten rid of. It's just you'll have occasional flare-ups. Now with something like this one, something like monkeypox, um, it's what's referred to as a self-limiting. So once it runs its course, you're, you shouldn't have any more flare-ups. 
However, in terms of treatments, there's antivirals and things that can sometimes make it go faster so that you don't have it for as long and to help you get over it faster. But it, it's not going to necessarily get rid of the pox out, virus out of your system completely just because of the way viruses work. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so as for sort of uh, vaccine information in the UK, um, healthcare workers uh, who are due to start working with people with confirmed monkeypox uh, are within the group who are like the first band of people who can get the the, the vaccine. Uh, people have already had close contact with patients with monkeypox and um, generally gay, bisexual and other men who have sex with men are more likely apparently to get the virus as well. Yeah, to be clear though, just so this yeah, doesn't yeah, sound yeah. like another, you know, yeah, um, HIV the... situation. One of the reasons yeah. for that, at least from the articles I was reading, it looks like the monkeypox outbreak in the UK relates back to the rave. And specifically, yeah. it was um, sort of like a, a LGBTQ rave yeah. where they suspect that the person who brought it into the rave, again, hopefully without realizing it, um, yeah. was uh, a man because men who had sex with other men at this rave then yeah, ended up getting yeah. it. It's just uh, whenever you read something about that, it's like, oh dear, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, the, the UK does say on the, the government UK website that they don't have, like they have a limited supply of vaccines ready and are trying to produce more but this is a little bit more out of nowhere than the the, the covid um the preparations so that's why there's a limited amount of people who can who are uh, eligible to have it now but it, again like if you're in an area where you could be have higher risk you should be able to be able to get that um which i suppose would be in london which is where like our main breakout was mm-hmm. but okay uh, but the uh, but the UK government website does say that they are uh, producing more vaccines as fast as they can, so uh, you should be able to get one soon if that is what you want to do to stay safe. Yep. Um, obviously, uh, this is definitely something that if you're interested or if you're worried about, you can do more research on. We do recommend sure. that you seek out reputable sources. Um, Wikipedia's information, at least from what we've seen compared to what's on websites like the uh, World Health Organization seems to be fairly accurate. But still, if you have to choose things like the CDC here in America and the World Health Organization would be better websites to check for accurate information and to make sure you're getting information that is correct for the virus and not something that someone else may have misinterpreted or uh, input incorrectly. Uh, as for the UK, there's the UK government website and uh, the NHS website, which are both reputable. Also, another thing for Wikipedia is you, if you are dubious about some of the claims on there, you can go to where that source is from and you can check it out yourself mm-hmm. and see whether you think it's rep- reputable or not. Um, yes. so, uh, uh, with all that being said, I, I think we've covered this rather dour... Uh, um, <laughs> down uh, topic mm-hmm. uh, 
Uh, keep yourself safe, everyone, I guess, is a good way to end this. Uh, please be careful. Uh, still be careful about COVID. Um, if you're going to be in like large groups and stuff, um, I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of things about um, Gen Con specifically. Oh, yeah. Uh, about, about a lot of people coming back from it, which is not... Uh, not too big of a shock, so just be careful and be aware of what you're doing yep. with 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 your plans and all that kind of thing. Alright, uh, with all that being said, I think we should wrap it up here and we'll see you again very soon for another topic. Yep, we'll talk uh, to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. Geek thyself.